With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And day 284, since Joe Biden himself said that uh, he'll never abandon Americans behind enemy lines. Yeah, he did. And thousands of green card holders and billions in the most sophisticated military weaponry on the face of the earth. I mean, some $80 billion. Uh, Even Secretary Blinken admitting over 100 plus people have been left and abandoned behind enemy lines. The, The Piers Morgan interviewed a spokesperson for the Taliban talking about the horrific treatment of women and minorities in uh, in the new islamic emirates of afghanistan and uh, we didn't get satisfactory answers i can tell you that on top of all of our afghan allies and one reporter after another that they're getting systematically just you know killed one by one i mean just sad but but of course they've turned the page um very i i've been doing this now on radio for 35 years i've been on fox news for 26 and a half years this Pennsylvania primary is probably the strangest thing I think I've ever seen in terms of a primary. And, and there are a lot of good people in the race. I've watched the debates. I've followed it. Everyone knows that I've endorsed Dr. Oz, that Donald Trump has endorsed Dr. Oz. And out of nowhere comes the surge of, of, of Kathy Barnett. And she. what's amazing about this is, but I guess because of her low poll numbers, and she got defeated soundly back in 2020 for a congressional seat against a pretty weak Democrat. Nobody saw her rise, and she's now gone into second place in the polls behind Oz. Uh, originally, it was seen as a two-person race between Dr. Oz and, and Dave McCormick. Um, you have Trafalgar, you have Insider Advantage, you have Fox News, all about two, two, three-point lead for Dr. Oz. So it's a close race. And by the way, and I have nothing against Kathy Barnett. When she was on this very program, I was very impressed with her. And now that I've learned about a life story, there are many things that I find about her that are extraordinarily impressive. I didn't know that her mom had been raped at 11 and had her before she was even a teenager. And and this is why those of us that are pro-life, this is why we're pro-life, because we believe every life is precious and 
Um, I do make exceptions for rape, incest, mother's life. Some people disagree with me on that. Um, and by the way, this has nothing to do with Roe v. Wade. But anyway, so we get to this point, and then only in the last few days has this surge occurred. And it has surprised pretty much everybody and everybody in Pennsylvania. And we're going to have some of the other candidates uh, that actually, in their own way, all of them kind of impressed me. Carla Sands, Jeff Bartos. Um, you know, we've, we've been putting the candidates on, whether I'm supporting them or not. There were a lot of good people in the race, and I'm, I'm not saying that she's not a good person either. I am just shocked at what I have learned in the last 36 hours about Kathy Barnett and things that she has said about Obama and Muslims and associations with QAnon and controversial racial comments and never-ending trashing of Donald Trump, and even yours truly, by the way. I, I managed to make the twit, tweet list, which is fine. I don't care. Uh, comments repeatedly, and the, these are not old comments. These, you know, this isn't, oh, well, 22 years ago she said this. No, fairly consistently and regularly making very incendiary comments about a lot of people, a lot of different groups, gays and lesbians, Muslims, etc., and... It, you know, it broad sweeping generalizations. And what 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 has now happened is is very, very unique in that every other candidate in this race is saying pretty much the same thing. And we're going to interview three of them today that they don't believe that Kathy Barnett, based on all of this background, this this vetting that has only occurred the last two days that she can't win a general election. Now, that's a big deal. Because if we lose Pennsylvania, which is Pat Toomey's seat, a must-hold seat, then I, I, I think the odds of Republicans ever getting the majority in the Senate this year uh, are greatly reduced. We'd have to run the table everywhere else. Now, um, a, a new ad has just come out. I'm not sure which super PAC, but it's pretty hard-hitting. Listen to this. Bitter clingers. Remember when Barack Obama called us bitter? Saying in Pennsylvania we cling to guns or religion or dislike people who aren't like us. Remember how that made you feel? One candidate for Senate doesn't care. In fact, Kathy Barnett wants to build a statue of Barack Obama right next to the one of Abraham Lincoln on Capitol Hill in Washington. Kathy Barnett, woke Republican, out of touch with Pennsylvania. USA Freedom Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising. And I, there's actual verbiage of her supporting building a tribute to Barack Obama. Let me let me play that for you. And also another thing that we have proposed, and you can go out to change.org and find our proposal that we are calling uh, the way forward. What I'm proposing is that we add to that particular stat uh, to that particular memorial. So we continue with the Emancipation Memorial statue, but now we add two other statues. One is the family of the first black, uh, the first black president and his family. Now, if you're a conservative or a Republican, I don't think there are many conservatives or Republicans that are f particularly fond of Barack Obama. Um, but that she's entitled to her opinion, and I, 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 I'm, I'm glad that we're now realizing this. That kind of shocked me in a lot of different ways. Anyway, so I've interviewed her. Now, only in the last 24, 36 hours have I really gotten a, a, a 
plethora of material on her. And I'm looking at her record, and she lost in what well, should have been a pretty close race because she was going up against a pretty weak Democrat in Pennsylvania's 4th Congressional District. She lost by 20 points just two years ago. And, and I'm not really sure when the Washington Examiner reached out to her campaign, she declined to answer any questions about her candidacy. It, it's not like they were trick questions. They asked where was she an adjunct professor and when was she an adjunct professor? When did she move from Virginia to Pennsylvania? Why, why wouldn't you answer those questions? Those are simple questions. Um, Kathy does claim to be a MAGA conservative, but yet I look at her Twitter feed line and I could read now for the next 20 minutes all the anti-Trump tweets that she has put out there. In the 2016 primary season, for example, did you see the last Trump was horrid? Trump is just as uh, liberal as Democratic leaders we currently have in office. Morality matters. Trump doesn't rank high in it. You know, Trump is good for beers and barbecue, but not as president. Then she even tweeted out a picture of me with Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, why does Sean Hannity support unprincipled Donald Trump? And when I vetted Donald Trump at the time, I, I knew I was going to come under attack because I knew that publicly Donald Trump gave money to both sides. That was to run his business, and he's been very honest and open about it. And the person that I've known for 20-some-odd years was way more conservative than people knew, and I understood the skepticism on the issue. For example, he was very pro-life. He ended up being one of the most pro-life presidents ever, uh, pro-Israel uh, presidents ever. Uh, he ended up being one of the most conservative presidents in history by far. And and I was right about that. That's why when I tell you I vetted Dr. Oz, it was a very intensive process. I I haven't had a chance to vet everybody, but the people that we are vetting and races that we do deem very important, uh, I'm not going to recommend somebody vote for somebody that I don't know to be an America first, make America great again, uh, conservative and save America conservative because we have enough of those people in Washington. So, you know, people can take shots at me all they want. I know what I know, and I, uh, my vetting process is far more vigorous, I'm telling you, with either Trump or Oz or whoever I happen to support than, than you might imagine. I'm not supporting somebody just because I know them and like them. I didn't support Trump early because I knew him and liked him. Had nothing at all to do with that. Um, but anyway, so we actually called her, our TV show called her, to ask about the tweets, and, and her answer was, she doesn't recall the context of, of these tweets, which kind of surprised me when we asked her about the tweet about boarding a, a, a plane. And this had to do with the issue, I believe, of Islam. I would never say that. She said, those are not my words. I'm not sure if she's accusing somebody of hacking a Twitter account or if she genuinely just doesn't recall. But the bottom line is we have five days in this campaign and there's been no vetting of Kathy Barnett's campaign because she it, it didn't warrant a vetting up till now. But now that she's in second place in the polls, it, it warrants a vetting. And what's fascinating to me is uh, I've we've spoken to a number of the candidates and without exception, they're all telling me there's no way she can win a general election. Now, that scares me. You know, that 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 should concern anybody because this is. Pat Toomey's seat, we lose this seat, our odds of winning the Senate go down dramatically. I'm not, you know, why would a campaign manager hang up on a reporter when they, in the case of the Washington Free Beacon, after they requested her military records? Um, 
I have full pages of controversial remarks that she's made on Islam. I have full pages of really controversial comments she's made about Barack Obama. Uh, when you look at the, the record, um, it's obvious she promoted a QAnon event. And, and I'm only looking at this from a perspective of, okay, can you win the general election? Uh, I, I have full pages. You know, she, for example, she attacked George Washington uh, and yet wants to build an Obama I, I guess memorial in next to Abraham Lincoln, which kind of surprised me too. Um, and as I look at this more and more and more, um, I just wonder what the heck is going on here. A lot of attacks against the gay and lesbian community. And by the way, these are fairly recent. These, we're not talking about going back 25 years. We're talking about fairly recent. And so it's going to be interesting to watch how this unfolds. But I will tell you this, if all of these other candidates, and I've watched the debates, I've watched the other candidates, uh, there are very good people in this race. And when you also then add the question is, can somebody win a general election? Every one of these issues that I, that I have now seen raises, you know, it's like a five alarm fire on every one of them in terms of whether or not in a general election, she could beat a very extraordinarily leftist uh, Democratic candidate by the name of Fetterman. Fetterman's beatable. He's beatable easily. He can be beaten, but you got to have the right candidate. Now, there's only five more days. The question is, will this get into the political bloodstream in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to the point where Pennsylvanians are aware? And if they want to make that decision, as long as it's informed, know what you're dealing with and know what a general election outcome is likely going to be. And and that's what we're doing. And, and it's nothing personal. It's just that it's shocking that this this happened. I've never seen this before. Linda, have you seen this before? Yeah, no, I haven't, Sean. It's it's probably the most aggressive behavior I've seen in a Senate race in a long time. Yeah, but I mean, how do you have a candidate six days out of a race that did not been vetted at all? Yeah, all but you know what? Numbers are in the single digits, and then boom. But I also think that there's a big part of that that, and I this falls on all of us. But you know, she really wasn't commanding the presence. You know, there was there were two players that were kind of leading it. There are two other people that are sort of close behind. You know, and then all of a sudden in the last debate, you know, she started, you know, saying some things and generating some buzz. And I think a big part of that was because some people said to her, hey, make some noise. We're going to put some money behind you. All right. Well, this, by the way, Pennsylvania is Linda's home state. So you're going to have a say in this race. This is going to be interesting. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on road. And uh, I was coming back on the plane and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We always tell you when Republicans screw up, when they do something right, we got to applaud them. Uh, now Republicans in the House, following the lead of, I believe, like people like Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, uh, they're now moving in the House to defund the Homeland Security Department's new disinformation governance board, calling it un-American and abuse of power that will violate the Constitution's guarantee of freedom of speech. You know, of course, the Ministry of Truth, as we affectionately uh, called here on this program. Anyway, the GOP's two House leaders, McCarthy and Scalise, unveiled legislation today to ban federal expenditures on the board or the entities like it, any other entities like it, saying that they were the equivalent of George Orwell's Ministry of Truth in the novel of 1984. Um, They labeled parents speaking out at school board meetings domestic terrorists. Now they're creating a Ministry of Truth to control what you get to know and say, and liberals can't handle uh, this when their narrative is challenged. They they want total government control of your life. Now, also later on in the program, we're going to have Jim Jordan on the phone. The whistleblowers have now come forward and have pointed out the FBI's activities and the attorney general knowing about this, meaning he might have lied under oath, publicly revealed in a letter uh, that to, Gen- to Attorney General Merrick Garland uh And anyway, the specifics of the FBI's investigations were disclosed. The information they've received show how, as a direct result of your directive, federal law enforcement is using counterterrorism resources to investigate moms and dads that go to school board meetings. That's what it comes down to. The information shared by brave whistleblowers indicated the FBI had opened investigations under a previously disclosed threat tag that categorized reported threats in almost every region of the country and related to all types of educational settings. This, this, this has got to put a chill 
up the spine of anybody that believes in freedom of speech. what the other side claims that's why there's the sean hannity show all right 25 now till the top of the hour 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program look let me be very clear about something here um i don't feign outrage at controversial statements that anybody makes uh my attitude is if you don't like a candidate don't vote for the candidate if you like the candidate vote for the candidate um, I've never called for anyone to be canceled or boycotted. Um, I'm not the thought police. Uh, but the reality is, as I look at this from a from a purely political perspective and a must win state being the Senate in Pennsylvania, um, it's easy for me to conclude after 35 years of doing this uh, that these statements are going to be used over and over and over and over again by Democrats. Clearly, Democrats are are want Kathy Barnett, I would believe, to win because they think that she would be the candidate most easy to beat. Um, you know, and I'm not telling people what to do. I'm not telling people who to vote for. I, I endorse who I endorse and I give you the reasons why I endorse certain candidates. Um, I just want everybody to be informed, and the fact that there's been no vetting up to this point is ridiculous. Now, the interesting part of this, only because of her rise in the polls, you know, the Club for Growth has gotten involved. Now, we have made, Linda, I know you've made calls, too. I know TV's made so many calls. Interestingly, the Club for Growth that is now financing her campaign and, and giving over massive amounts of money to help her get elected uh, they're not answering our calls because I think now that they're paying for a lot of this, I think the question definitely has to be asked um, whether or not they endorse and support all these controversial things that have been said. And if they do, then they'll stand by it. Well, why do you think they're avoiding our calls? Isn't that maybe it's just probably an accident, right? I'm sure that they're very busy, you know, they're very busy. They're very, yeah. very busy. You know, it's a club for growth. They're growing. They're moving. They're doing things. They're supporting people. You know, they're doing the things. So they throw this money in the race at this last minute behind a controversial candidate. They had I'm assuming they had to vet the candidate. Are you going to give millions and millions of dollars to a candidate you haven't vetted? I wouldn't imagine you would, would you? It depends on how much you hate the candidate you want them to beat. Ah. We saw that very well. I mean, that's well chronicled. Is it from the, the candidate Trump. that you want to beat or is it the candidate maybe that's endorsed by President Trump who you really don't like? I, You know, I looked at some of the candidates that they've been endorsing and I'm not sure because some of the candidates do have a Trump nod on their page. So I was a little I was a little but confused. Why did they come in last minute here? And I assume that they had to do some vetting. But maybe I shouldn't assume anything, right? I assume nothing because of the age-old <laughs> phrase. Yeah. We know what the phrase is, but it's 3.30, right. so I'm not going to say it because kids are in the car. But what I will say is that Makes I think... Makes a beep out of you yeah, and me. Yeah, exactly. Ahead. Well said. Um, you know, I just think that there's a, a lot of people who are very angry that if certain people win, they're not going to play ball and they're not going to go along with the swamp-like tactics that we're trying to get out in well, these you know midterm my, elections you know my vetting process and you know how extensive it is i do and and it's funny to see that kathy had 
quoted Glenn Beck. Why does Sean Hannity support unprincipled Donald Trump? That's like one of, you know, a dozen trash Trump tweets that I saw. And I'm I, I, we didn't even do that big, deep a dive. And, you know, we started calling over to the campaign and they have no recollection of ever tweeting this. Does that mean they think that their Twitter account was hacked? If it is, we got to look into that. That wouldn't be fair to her. Um, but I'm not telling people what to do. I'm just saying at this late hour, I think the primary voters in Pennsylvania, they, they better take a good, deep, close look at what's going on here because um, this is probably, I'd say, top two, three races in the country for Republicans in November. Listen, I was talking to our friend Jeffrey Lord just last night. Yeah. And, I mean, nobody knows uh, Pennsylvania politics better than Jeffrey Lord, in my humble opinion. What did and, he say? And we were talking about it, and he said, Linda, I've never seen anything like this. He said the amount of vitriol and the amount of hate tactics that are being used. And the problem is, you know, you've got certain candidates that are so busy trashing their opponents that you have no idea what they could do. If they spend a little bit more time just talking about what they could do, I think that voters would finally get a really clear idea of what's happening. You know, I had a guy come to my door yesterday asking me about, particular candidate and if they had my vote and i told him absolutely not you do not have my vote and he said why and and he's an incumbent and i gave him the reasons why he goes you know you're the first person that actually had an answer to why you weren't voting for them and i said yeah i'm sure because most people are so busy sifting through the just the complete overwhelming amount of hate and ads and campaigns have nothing to do about what they actually could do for you and how they're going to how they're going to actually govern we're going to have some of the other candidates on, Carlos Sands, Jeff Bartos, Sean Gale, later in, in the program. Um, and I purposely didn't invite the, the two top polling people. I guess Kathy's now part of the two top. We tried to call her again last night and get more comments and give her an opportunity to respond. Uh, but she stopped taking our calls. Um, but anyway, and uh, because apparently every other candidate in this race is saying the same thing. And they're out, look, they've been traveling the state all over the place to their credit. And I've watched the debates. They all seem like good people. Um, I made my decision based on very, very specific, stringent America first uh, criteria. That's how I make my decisions. And and I notice I haven't gotten involved in any every race because I don't have the time to vet people to the extent that I did in this particular case. Uh, but anyway, and, and supporting Dr. Oz, um, just like I did, I spent enormous, I mean, hours and it took a it was a process of months talking to donald trump before i supported him and i got the crap beat out of me then too but you know sean can i say one thing about the pennsylvania but all, but one race? last thing all these candidates agree on one thing they're telling me no way she can win no way so i think one of the things you know a lot of people call in and they and they want to they want to hate on Oz and they want to say he's a liberal he's a wolf in sheep's clothing okay but here's the problem right so there's all of this, like I was saying, there's all these ads that are out. And what they do is they take video, they take verbiage, they take things that he said or things that he hasn't even said. The fact that he was even in the room with somebody or the fact that he gave somebody an opportunity on one of his shows to talk about their position, whether he agreed or he disagreed. I think one of the things that's happening is, and this was the same for Donald Trump. It's called television. It's called television. But Donald Trump did this too, you know, where if you went back through the history of the amount of conference rooms that Donald Trump had donated to Jesse Jackson and Reverend Al Sharpton and other members of the Black Congressional Caucus or Democratic leaders in the state of New York, 
because he was trying to engage them and say, listen, we don't have to agree on everything, but I can still donate time. I can donate space. I can help you with your efforts. You know, and I think that's something that has gone amiss here. You know, Dr. Oz had a show where he was talking to people, where he was asking them questions about decisions and life choices that they had made. That doesn't mean that he supports them. That means he's asking a question and doing a segment. He's he's talking about controversial issues. You know, one of the reasons I never, um, Glenn Beck was pounding me, Ben Shapiro pounding me, and it never really bothered me because I knew better. In both cases, they eventually came around and were big Trump supporters after Trump was elected. And it's and and I give them slack because they didn't know what I knew. And I'd known the guy for 20 some odd years. So I knew what was really there. And then we kind of started at that point. And then we went through every single issue that matters to me and I think matters to this audience. Um, all right, let me shift gears. We're going to have these other candidates on and get their position, whether or not uh, how did this how do we get to this point five days out of an election and really six if we include yesterday and not vet one of the candidates in the race? Because I, I know the other candidates have been killing each other, which, by the way, I've warned a lot of people that I know working on other campaigns. Guys, this is this is going to this is going to hurt everybody. You know, there needs to be some level of respect here. And there was none. They were nuking each other left and right. It was it was ugly. Uh, and you probably see it all every day because you're watching TV in Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, it's bad. Any, um, Biden's inflation that we told you about yesterday shrunk paychecks by 2.6%. Labor Department reporting the average hourly earnings for all employees actually declined in these inflationary times. This This is so bad. And this is maybe the most dangerous economic time we've had in the modern era. Uh, producer prices for the month of April came in today, and for the fifth month in a row, the inflation rate for producer prices is in double digits. That's how bad it is. They said the producer price index, generally reflecting supply conditions in the economy, increased 11% on a 12-month basis in April. That's the fifth consecutive double-digit gain. This is this is where the fifty two hundred dollars per household comes in. Uh, Biden finally addressed the baby formula shortage on NBC News and maybe one of his caregivers finally alerted him to the fact that America is suffering over these massive shortages of baby formula. And NBC News reported Biden will speak with retailers and manufacturers on Thursday. Why are we waiting until Thursday today? Why? Why didn't they do it yesterday? I guess he did his one event for the day. Anyway, he's going to get an update on efforts to make infant formula supply more available. The problem is the suppliers, the producers are saying, we we just can't ratchet up production at the level you want us to ratchet it up at. Well, where's Operation Warp Speed for baby formula? Because we kind of need that now. Um, Now, the Biden administration is actually shipping baby formula to illegal immigrants while Americans are going without. This was on FoxNews.com. And pallets of baby formula being sent to holding facilities at the border amid a shortage that has seen parents unable to find it at the local stores. They are sending pallets and pallets of baby formula. The piece goes on to the border, uh, according to Kat, uh, Congresswoman Kat uh, Kamek of Florida in a video posted on, on Facebook. Uh, meanwhile, in our own district at home, we can't find baby formula. I mean, it's it's pretty unbelievable. Again, preferential treatment. You don't get COVID tests because you're not going to be here very long. You don't have a vaccine mandate either. 
It's unbelievable. Um, anyway, let me play Gina. What's her that? What's her last name? Gina Romando. Romando. That's right. The Commerce Secretary saying climate change is more important than putting clothes on kids' backs. This is how. This is Joe Biden's administration. While Americans are struggling and seeing their paychecks shrink, uh, a 24% increase over FY21 levels for NOAA uh, doesn't really help families put food on the table or clothes on the back at a time when inflation's at 40-year high. Can you talk about how this massive allocation of funds helps to combat inflation or deal with supply chain issues that you say are so important? Yes. So, look, we, we, we believe climate change is an existential threat. So, you know, children won't Forget about clothes on their back. They're not going to be able to have a life if we don't deal with climate change. Unbelievable. This is now the Department of Homeland Security. This is every government agency. This is the Department of Justice. They're trying to backdoor their build back broke stupidity. Wall Street Journal said something that should scare everybody. They are now saying that investors expect the Fed to lift their benchmark rate by another two percentage points this year. In other words, uh, four half point increases that will take place this year. You better bu- buckle up. Wall Street Journal now reporting that yesterday's disastrous 8.3 April inflation number means four separate half point interest rate hikes. Now, I've been telling you about AmericanFinancing.net. I told people, you know, even though it's higher than, than where it was, you may want to lock in at five point whatever percent before it's nine point whatever percent. This is scary. One oil analyst warning that pump prices are going to be sky high for years. Yahoo Finance putting out there, barring a recession, high energy prices are going to be with us for several years. Oil analyst Andrew Lipow recently wrote in an oil brief. He points out that oil prices could remain higher in part due to the Department of Energy's recent announcement of a long-term buyback plan uh, of crude oil to replenish the strategic petroleum reserve. Oh, and get this. In the middle of the worst inflation in 42 years, the highest gas prices. Today, we set another record. Yesterday was another record. Anyway, um, the Biden administration decides to do what? Start drilling? Fracking? No. They canceled one of the most high-profile oil and gas lease sales pending before the Department of Interior as Americans are facing record high prices. They stopped the potential to drill for oil in over one million acres in Alaska's Cook Inlet, along with two leases in the Gulf of Mexico. Due to lack of industry interest in leasing in the area, the department will not move forward. There's interest. There's oil there. There's tons of interest because they make money with that oil. Unbelievable. Uh, apparently, the White House is worried about the millionaire that paid off Hunter's tax debt of $2 million plus dollars. Yeah, that's not good either. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Probably nothing because Democrats get away with everything. I had a lot coming up today. Uh, we're going to have three of the other uh, Pennsylvania Republican Senate candidates on to weigh in on on this new surge of Kathy Barnett and this, you know, basically the dossier that's just been dumped on everybody. And like you're looking, I'm like, what? You said what? You said that? How many times? I'm like, oh boy. Uh, we'll examine that. Also, Jim Jordan has whistleblowers that are saying the FBI opened multiple investigations into parent protests at school districts and all things Simple Man Bill O'Reilly all coming up as we continue.
One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.